0: Oh, Mr. Witcher, here we are, my apartment. A foul beast has been
1: stalking it, I swear. Mm. Hmm. Human-sized feces in the litter box. Strange. Implacable odor. It's like a weird musk. Yep. Stinky cat, all right. Damn, you're ugly.
0: and welcome to episode 27 of the Dork Web Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Lochiato, and I'm joined, as always, by my venerable co-host... And Mr. Witcher.
1: A- and Witcher, Mr. Evan Rakowski. Here I am, you know, oh, just... Just uh, witching. Just witching. I got bad news, though. I wasn't able to kill the, the cat, but... Nor should we. But I have uh, bound it to you, so unfortunately it's going to be stuck with you the rest of its life. For
0: a very long time. Lots Hopefully. of just ceremonious... Baths, you know, trying to bathe
1: and giant turds in the litter box. <laughs>
0: yeah, giant ones. But uh, yeah, so we're gonna talk about The Witcher. That's what this episode's about, and we're gonna talk about it real soon. But there's some cool news and then other news, but but also more cool news. Yeah. Uh, so for the first cool news, there is now officially a Warhammer ident,
1: and it's a tell a- <laughs>
0: What is an ident? Yeah, what is an ident? You might ask.
1: That's what I was trying to ask. Uh,
0: an ident, because I actually had to look this up, is uh, a signifier in media um, to kind of like uh, a nod to like what company it's coming from, I guess, is an easier an easier way to say it. So a perfect example.
1: Please. Uh, there is the Marvel one that they do for every the opening of every Marvel movie. Yes. But however more topical... Um, There is also one for uh, 21st Century Fox. Uh, Unfortunately now that 21st Century Fox is no longer a thing because Disney has fully committed to rebranding that to like Spotlight Studios or something.
0: Sure, yeah, and we could talk about that in a second. But what I was also going to say is uh, another example of an ident that probably a lot of people would recognize is uh, before a Pixar movie, the lamp that is jumping on the eye in Pixar. Yeah. And then it turns and faces and, you know, the movie No starts. music in that one, but... Yeah, but that, that's an ident. That is an ident. Yes. in uh, the Warhammer ident, I guess you could say, Games Workshop's Warhammer Media ident. Yeah. Uh, it covers both Warhammer 40K and... Age of Sigmar. Age of Sigmar, regular Warhammer, whatever mm. you want to call it. Uh, and it sounds and looks... Pretty cool. sick. Yeah, super sick.
1: It just means we're getting closer to the fabled Warhammer content we'll be able to cover.
0: Yeah, and I guess that's why this is kind of significant because um, Warhammer has an ident now because they're actually planning, it seems like, for some pretty aggressive plays visual media in media. Yeah, yeah like visual media. Uh, we know that what's on the table so far is an animated space marine. Um, is it episodes or is it a movie?
1: It could be a movie. It could be episodes. It could be like an anthology. Yeah, (laughs) who knows?
0: We'll get back to you on that. Yeah. But one of the other things that's happening is Eisenhorn. Eisenhorn, yeah, which is a live action uh, on one of like on a major network that's going to be covering some more Hammer Forty K stuff. I think in the the same article that I was. Uh, Reading and seeing about this ident, and you can see this all on Warhammer's website on their community section, Uh, they also said that they're putting pen to paper on a Warhammer 40k anthology series, uh, which to people invested in Warhammer 40k probably only can mean one thing, which is a Horus Heresy series, and that's all of the good juicy prequel lore that makes for amazing stories. That's the dream, at least. Yeah, that would be so sick to see that helmed by like a big studio and big names.
1: But Ooh. first, we got to figure out what kind of budget these shows are going to have.
0: Hopefully big, because right now... Uh, Comparable to the Mandalorian? Like, well, like stock of Games Workshop. Oh, it's so big. It's crazy. Like I was looking at a graph of it the other day. And it's like you know, from the time they entered the stock market, um, which is like in the '90s, and then you know, 2017, it's just a straight line up. And over the last few years, their stock has like tripled, I think, or and it's multiple. I think it's like seven thousand dollars a share. It's ridiculous. It's astronomical. So they're doing okay. They get some money. They're seeing more success. It seems like than they have ever seen as a company ever
1: business is good they've been making what some people consider questionable decisions but they always seem to work out
0: yeah it gets more people playing the game and they also do um i mean they make fury of dracula they so they make like contemporary board games they make miniatures for the lord of the rings um battle miniatures game So they got, you know, they got their hands in some cookie pots. Not to
1: mention the Black Library has been just, like, turning out books. Yeah.
0: Of which I buy. All of them. (laughs) So many. (laughs) Um, So that's really cool news. I was pumped to see that. Some other news on the horizon. Delays. So many delays.
1: Lousy with delays.
0: Lousy with delays. Uh, Cyberpunk got delayed.
1: Right? Right. Doom got delayed. Yeah somewhere in march 20th i think for that one
0: what else got delayed evan um
1: oh yes the avengers game and also final fantasy VII.
0: it's true but did you also know that the list is oh yeah so hang on this is the full list so games that have been delayed recently cyberpunk final fantasy 7 doom eternal uh skull and bones avengers dying light 2 iron man vr Warcraft 3, Last of Us 2, and the Animal Crossing game for the Switch.
1: That's a mouthful. Yeah. A veritable basket a, of it's games. It's literally a list. That's I, a list.
0: A, it's a list. Yeah, it's a whole list. Uh, uh, that's wild. And it actually leads me to wonder if something is kind of going on with developers right now that hasn't really been like front-facing news. I
1: feel like the problem is the publishers. They create these like unrealistic... Demands I guess because I'm I guess, I, I guess t- making a game takes like a long time sure and they're having these people just like bang work. them out yeah so I think there's definitely like kind of like a, a definitely a crush a cr- crunch Culture as people keep referencing in the game studios mostly I would say because the producers have no idea like how to properly Have games made in a healthy schedule
0: yeah, there's there's a lot of talk about crunch, obviously, on the internet and everything. Um, and hey, I understand, you know, that the way some companies see it is it's just an inevitable part of making games. And obviously, that's kind of a shitty way to look at things. But uh, at the same time, usually, uh, a delay is kind of like the the flag going up yeah. of like, hey, get ready to to start to crunch until the now delayed finish line.
1: Well, if video game crunch culture is anything like college crunch culture, it's where I'll do my best work. True.
0: There you go. Always
1: wait till last moment and just bang it out. Evan, the night of. Evan 2020. And it'll be like far better than anything you would have made if you actually spent time doing it. Maybe. I mean, hey, <laughs>
0: it's, games are crazy. Yeah. Um, but hopefully we can, you know, get some, get some real quality and hopefully, the perception that these delays are just extending yeah. crunch is is a misnomer and hopefully yeah. people aren't you know working they, to the bone you know
1: best case scenario you know when they just need time to make sure the game's ready and that's all we can ask for we don't we no one wants a game that's released too early
0: and hopefully you know all this delay and stuff like that isn't the signal of some like weird black ops yeah. developer led organization where they just a like purge go, yeah, they just Yeah the purge of developers. Yeah. Just like, alright, if you're wearing the color red today, sorry, but uh you Uh and then you will be deleted. You don't want to be deleted. No.
1: Uh cancelled is the word, yeah.
0: Cancelled too. But uh one last piece of news is Morbius.
1: Morbius. Morbius. Oh, wait. Let me think back a few episodes to space vampires, where are we space vampires bleh, where we uh pretty much Spilled the beans on old Morbius. <laughs>
0: we literally just, like, grabbed him, handed him some beans, and then pushed him off a cliff. Yeah. Those Sp- beans were Spilled everywhere. all over him yep. when he landed. Because, remember, he can't fly. But he, he can't can die glide. either. He, yeah. can, he can just glide. It's true. Um, but, yeah, so the Morbius trailer came out, and, you know, we spilled the beans on Morbius, the character, in that episode. Go check it out mm-hmm. if you want to hear it. But, uh, I'm shocked because it looks better than I ever thought it would. <laughs>
1: he almost <laughs> kind of seems like Nightcrawler in the trailer, just like bamfing around.
0: Yeah, and uh, but I guess
1: that's a thing he can do in the comics, right? I,
0: yeah. So, I mean, like it, it looks pretty good. I, I, I almost hope I'm wrong, and like everything, you know, because I, I then have to acknowledge Jared Leto. You know, as being a good actor in, in something I mean, else. apparently you know? he
1: was good in, I mean, I still haven't seen the new uh, Blade Runner, but apparently he was in that, right?
0: Yeah, and he did a very good performance. But it's not about, it's not just black and white, you know, is Jared Leto good or bad? It's how many goods versus how many bads.
1: How how good can he, what what am I trying to say? How well can he, like, scrub the taste of Suicide Squad out of my mouth? Is it now how on, I want yeah. to measure his performances by.
0: And more, yeah, exactly. So I think in a lot of ways, a lot of people are not so different in thinking than you. <laughs> <laughs> and Morbius is going to be his make it or break it moment. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. Uh, he's either going to be the absolute worst ever, like tuna fish and spaghetti. Oh. Or he's yeah, or he's going to be like Heath Ledger Joker, like Amazing, yeah. Joaquin Phoenix Joker. All these jokers. Yeah. Um so I'm hoping it's it's gonna be good. Because if it is good, then you know Sony is just gonna build
1: Sinister Six.
0: Maybe, but I was thinking they're gonna build like a Dark Avengers or um maybe some of the The stuff. The lizard. Yeah, they're <laughs> gonna build the lizard. Yeah. Um, no, but I I think that they're gonna like build like a like a dark team, you know, like the Howling Commandos with like Venom and yeah. and some of the other people who show up in Spider Man lore. But um, the lizard could be a contender. Hopefully, oh, yeah. it's not a well, mechanical. The
1: lizard. If I'm not mistaken, so there were two strange things in that trailer. I want to touch on. One is there's a mural of Spider Man in the background while uh Michael Morbius is walking down an alleyway. Yes, I I posted about this on Instagram and That is somebody, totally the Sam Raimi suit.
0: Yeah, and somebody yelled at me about it. But uh um, What do you mean yelled at you? That they just yeah, they yelled You're at like, me bah! about bah! But uh <laughs> but it's it's the Sam Raimi suit. It's a shot from the video game. So that's like, like an image a, taken like...
1: I I feel like it was like the cover for the second or first movie.
0: Yeah, it looks just like it. But it's, I guess, like an image taken from the video game with the Sam Raimi suit. And I guess it's supposed to be some kind of like an Easter egg or spoof or or whatever. Crazy. But but the bigger takeaway here for me, um, you know, the Sam Raimi suit, I'm a huge fan of. So, like, I love to see that. But the bigger takeaway here for me is that Murderer is written. Oh yeah. Which one hundred percent like solid like solidifies that it's the same universe as current Spider Man because obviously in Spider Man Far From Home, you know, if you haven't seen it yet, sorry. Yeah. Spoilers. But, yeah. Peter Parker's Spider Man gets framed for murder. Uh um, by Alex Jones. By Alex Jones. Nuff said. Won't spoil the real ending of the show. Yeah. Oh, or the so movie. Good. But um that's that's awesome. So we could totally see something with... He's a menace. He's a crook. Yeah, with Morbius and Venom and all of those people kind of interacting with Spider-Man and friends.
1: Also, secondly, I'm pretty sure Michael Keaton, um, Vulture, yes. is there, just kind of like giving yes. him the eyes like, hey, I like, guess welcome to the, the other, team. Yeah, yeah, that's the
0: other big tip-off. It's not even a tip-off. It's getting hit with the cab. Yeah. Yeah. But that's awesome. So They're
1: definitely building that, that world of Spider-Man villains.
0: Yeah, that's going to be so sick.
1: It'll be Disney after dark.
0: Hopefully, I would love to see, you know, if they keep doing this kind of like Sony made with Marvel, blessing, you know, Marvel yeah. back rub. Um, I would love to see a movie with Scorpion because that would be a very cool story to tell.
1: Was it like Gargan, Matt Gargan? Yep. Yeah.
0: And J. Jonah Jameson, Jameson is the one responsible.
1: Yeah, J. Jonah Jameson just, like, bankrolls, like, this, like, cyber suit meant to kill Spider-Man. Yes. Piloted by a... Where did he li- get this money? <laughs> Do you have any idea how expensive something like that is? Like, making... Like, the government no, doesn't mean, even have that. Apparently,
0: you know, in the comics, neogenics, it was everywhere. It's oh, like, yeah, the you, neogenics, you, yeah, yeah. you just
1: trip over it. You'd be like, oh! oh no, no, I got neogenics, stuff. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, shit, I was well, it, Pigeon. Well, I'm Pigeon yeah. Man now.
0: Like, radiation and yeah. chemicals, and, neo- and neogenics was more the energy. Show, but neogenics is fun yeah, to the, say.
1: The neogenic recombinator, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I wonder if that'll be what gives him his powers. It's, it's or is it some that, weird like bat yeah, ritual? No, it is
0: definitely not. It's some weird like bat <laughs> ritual thing. I hope in South America, or yeah, something. I hope the bat ritual thing is just some uh, kind herring. of absurdity, red herring in the trailers because they do show him doing science stuff and injecting himself, and he that's how scientist. he does it. Like so. every
1: good Spider Man villain, he was once a scientist,
0: yeah, exactly. Um, but, but they could do Doc Ock really. I mean, they could do everybody almost with their own movie because Spider-Man villains are tragic, just like Batman villains. Yeah. Um, but I guess the success of this and then Venom 2, which obviously they're going to introduce Carnage in.
1: They'll be Carnage. But I oh. think. Uh, did that, are they going to change the actor for but uh, I think carnage?
0: they've kind of conf- I don't know if they've 100% confirmed, but I think they've confirmed that um, Tom Holland's going to be at least making some appearance in Venom 2. So who knows what that's going to be. But, hey, the Spider-Verse is, is awesome. I love Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Not to um, mention the
1: Spider-Verse movies themselves.
0: Yeah, and I guess you know now would be as good a time as any because I haven't even mentioned comics in a while. But uh, the Absolute Carnage arc that had run through uh pretty much from almost a little bit before Halloween until right before Christmas was great. Highly recommend. Venom gets wings. Oh yeah? Yeah. It's kinda cool. Weird they're like not, flesh wings. Yeah. They're not like overpowered though. Okay. Yeah. Cause he's like heavy and it's like, oh I can't take you too far. <laughs> but uh yeah. So
1: We can't take you too we've far. We've got we've treaded a yeah. little
0: bit from from the point. Morbius, Jared Leto. It's kind of looking good. Hopefully it is. I hope you think so too, listener. And now, the main show. All right, so let's talk about The Witcher then.
1: Oh, let's. Okay. (laughs) So
0: um, we've decided we're going to keep this a spoiler-free discussion because even if people... A lot of the people that I know have already completely watched the series. I bet there are a ton of people who haven't. So we got I don't want to, to those people, yes, and I do not want to spoil it because there is some genuinely great stuff in there. Uh, the first thing that we're going to talk about, and this will be all spoiler free, uh, is the characters and the casting mm-hmm. um, and all of that good stuff. So let's get started with that. So the casting, in this is pretty interesting. Um Geralt is Geralt. cast Geralt yeah is cast uh, like a am- very very perfectly perfect Henry yeah, Cavill is an amazing yes, Geralt. He just does he understands the character. Yes, the voice, aesthetics, he looks like him in costume. Uh and however
1: read the books and played the games.
0: Immediate you know kind of red flag is uh the person who is the palest in all the land. And the ginger of the show are not the palest in all of the land or the ginger in the show. And that's not to say that Anya Shalatra and Anna Schaefer do a bad job. They do a very good job. And in fact, I like their rendition of it. I just find it interesting that it, it, it had to have been some kind of a, I guess, like very intentional decision in casting because... I mean, everywhere, like in the books, and obviously in the games and stuff like that. She's just always described as like lilac and gooseberries, and like super incredibly pale. Just like, like pale as st- the straight moon.
1: up like goth witch. Yeah, yeah,
0: pretty much. Um, that being said, again, uh, I think that everybody in this show is very talented, and when you're watching the show, you're not seeing Henry Cavill. You're not seeing uh, Anya Shalatra. You're seeing, you know, Jennifer, and you're seeing Geralt and uh, Geralt. Geralt, (laughs) and and you're, you know, you're seeing the characters as the story should, you know, be showing you. Some of the other big players are uh, Freya Allen, who plays Cirilla, or Ciri, uh, and uh, Joey Bailey, or sorry, Joey Beatty, who plays Dandelion. Or Dendillion.
1: Dendillion. or or Jaskier, or Jaskier, Jaskier. Or yeah,
0: Jaskier. Um, and you know, again, everybody just nails it. the The performance from them, the you know way that they kind of like interact with other people and Batone. like the, everything. Oh, yeah. it's, it's very good. Um, I think they nailed the writers. You know, nailed like dialogue and
1: yeah you were telling me since you actually read the book you there was a lot of moments where like oh man this is like a scene straight from the book this is great
0: yeah and I think you know the the show definitely takes its its own liberties with how things are told and kind of the things that are being stressed in the story and at what point they're being stressed in the story um so like this is definitely not a one-for-one adaption uh, from the books or from any of the books or anything like that. But it it does does do justice and it does do true to the books because you'll see, like, big pieces of the stories um, or, like, big themes from the stories show up. And sometimes they get tweaked a little bit to kind of fit, um, you know, this telling of the story. But it's never so much in a way that, I guess made me upset, and I, you know, get upset very easily about that (laughs) stuff when... We both do. Yeah, when the lore gets kind of, like, played around with too much. that never happened. (laughs) Yeah, and I say that exact thing. But I never really felt that. Like, there were a couple of moments where I was like, ooh, that's a weird decision. Yeah. But it never made me so upset that I was like, oh, this this is bad. Or yeah, it never like, took you out of the show. Yeah, it never, it never ruined the experience. Um, that being said, if you have read the books, I feel like you will be way better off engaging and understanding this world um, because a lot of people that, you know, this is their first experience to The Witcher, I could see the universe, and kind of the way that things are being told. Incredibly confusing. Incredibly confusing or weird, um, because it's not conventional to, like, a standard fantasy or, like, a standard Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones Meaning or like that. Meaning it's represented
1: through the way of memento, where it's, like, a disjointed anthology of events.
0: Well, I'm not even talking about that. Oh, okay. I'm just talking <laughs> about, like, it doesn't, doesn't follow the tropes that you would expect from, like, a fantasy...
1: Oh yes, the Witcher trope of they're all they're you know, there's not a lesser evil, there's just, you know, evil.
0: Yeah. And it 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 handles itself very well on yeah. the screen. Um it you know, it doesn't lean too heavy into fan service and start to get campy and goofy, but at the same time it is offering enough to the people who are a little bit more experienced um, in The Witcher. And I've just uh, almost read the second book, read like almost to the end of that second book. So, so far it's been kind of cool because I've been reading almost parallel to some of the events that have been happening in the show. But you did bring up um, the timeline and how that's kind of all kind of wiggly wobbly. Yeah,
1: this would be, I guess, my detractor for the show. But I guess a protractor, well, no, a protractor's device, a a boon for you. Um, And that would be that the way this show is shot and represented is through like an asynchronous or a chronological kind of like anthology of events from like different time periods that will just happen like in the next scene.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I like this. Um, but basically, you know, just like you said, in a single episode, it might jump between, you know, three different points in time. Yeah. Uh, and you know, you're, you don't know. Like hundreds of
1: years ago, 40 years ago, yesterday. And it's,
0: it's hard to tell, you know, from which character's perspective you're trying to figure out, okay, exactly when is this? Um, but I like that because I think it kind of, you know, almost like tickles your brain. And it's just like, ooh, like, is isn't this fun? You're trying I mean, to like, Yeah, it's like a puzzle you can out. solve while
1: you're watching it, but at the same yeah. time, like your timeline starts looking like a Legend of Zelda, and that's where like I'm just like, uh, please. Right. But
0: but it all I you just know, want a coherent story. Right. It it all comes together. So, yeah. you know, if you stick to um, if you stick through it and you do the whole thing, everything, you know, ends up coming together. But it is, I guess, worthwhile knowing if you go into it, things are being told out of time. Um, So it is something that probably could easily be watched twice or three times and you'll like pick things up that you missed the first time. Um, Because, you know, obviously you don't have the knowledge that you have when you're going into the last episode and and all that goodness. Um, But, you know, all said and done, I think, I think the timeline worked for me. I feel like there's been a lot of talk about it, um, but for you, you didn't really enjoy... I mean,
1: I I didn't hate it, but at the same time, you know, I'm just trying to enjoy a show, you know? I'm not trying to, like, be like, oh, my God, like, I have to, like, form together this vast conspiracy of, like, time and space. Yeah.
0: I think another part for me is, you know, because I was reading the book, the books are, or at least the first one, is very much an anthology, and... The second one's more linear, but it's, it still also could be just like a loose anthology. Um, so it kind of had that feel. It was almost like, oh, when is this? It could be any time. Yeah. What's Geralt doing? Adventures. It's yeah. like, cool. All right. I like this. I can dig this. Um, I'll also say, just kind of on a side note here, we can talk a little bit about um, the monsters. Uh, yes, and the, uh... the
1: monsters are cool. Yeah. There, w- There's a Striga. Oh, uh, yeah. What was the first monster that he fights in the, in the pilot?
0: Well, we won't say anything. Okay.
1: They're very um, Del Toro-esque. Yes. And that, like, they're so outlandish and uh, romanticized. It is uh, also usually the place where the show's budget
0: begins to show a little
1: bit. A little bit, but, you know. To be expected. To be expected. I mean, not everyone has the budget of Disney.
0: It's true. They they did get greenlit, obviously, for a second season, um, and judging by the success of it, they probably will get a little bit more quiche. Mm. So hopefully, cashola. Yeah. So hopefully, um, you know, more of the monsters and the world of The Witcher. And the will additional get filled actors. Out. Yeah, because you know, there's the magic looks pretty good, but oh, the yeah. magic is in in The Witcher. The magic's never been too flashy yeah it's very
1: kind of like understated yeah so it's it's there it's cool but like you know
0: and the magic's perfectly suited to be shown in like a tv format um but sometimes the monsters you want a little bit more polish on oh yeah uh but all in all you know it was it was a fantastic ride i would highly recommend it
1: score was pretty good too
0: yeah the music was fantastic it was very uh toss a coin to your witcher toss a
1: coin to your witcher and like the you know the uh eastern european like violins and like fiddles. Yeah. Yeah, they, they had, had that. That was They had good. a whole outfit. Very uh, you know, it definitely took some cues from the game at some points. Yeah, which and is great. uh
0: Henry Cavill.
1: Cavill. The bu- the uh, the butcher of Cavill.
0: Yeah, the butcher himself. Yeah. Uh he spent a lot of time just like studying the game and just talking which along is great. with yeah. it. Yeah. So that's always beautiful to yeah. see.
1: Very invested in the uh the character.
0: Yeah, something that actually came up, um, you know, in all this Witcher hype, was Mark Hamill himself, the man himself, uh, voiced the Hamill de- himself. Yes, voiced a desire to uh, be in the Witcher as uh, Vesemir.
1: It's on Twitter, Uncle Vesemir.
0: Yeah, so that would be awesome. People have even you showed me somebody like mocked it up. Oh yeah. So that would be so cool. I am all for that because I haven't exactly seen the importance of ez yet in the books but um in the games he's he was a cool guy he's super cool yeah he's awesome uh and i'm a fan of mark hamill at work and as much work as mark hamill wants to get give it to him because he's always just wacky and brings a lot of life to stuff oh yeah except for uh the last jedi yeah He he hated that
1: Yeah, he hated every moment of that (laughs) until Disney told him to stop talking.
0: Yeah, and he was like, all right, this is great. Cash my check. Yeah.
1: I mean, to Uh, be fair, you know, money's money. I'd do the same thing.
0: Sure. But uh, that's going to do it for The Witcher. Um, Again, you can find this on Netflix. It's a big Netflix thing, and we highly encourage that you uh, check it out.
1: And maybe, just maybe, toss a coin to your Witcher.
0: Toss a coin. Uh, as always for us, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, you know, maybe play some games, maybe talk about the Dork web or anything really that you have in mind, you can drop us a line at the Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, at the Dorkweb, and on Instagram uh, at dorkwebpodcast. Podcast. You can also visit our website, which is looking pretty swanky, uh, where we also have a whole bunch of board game reviews. That seemed pretty popular with some some folks. It's like our biggest draw right now. Yeah, right now. I don't know why. Uh, Not to say it shouldn't be because we're so good at it. Oh, yeah. It's awesome.
1: We're professionals, you see. Uh,
0: And you can visit our website. That is thedorkweb.net. And until next time. What
1: should I say? (laughs)